0: Fighting for freedom every day. They are absolutely desperate to pretend the last four years never happened and for them to go back to what they like to do before, which is create these massive spending bills to pretend that it's really, really important to you when you only get about 5% of what's in the bill, and they can't do it because we're aware of it. We're paying attention to it, and they don't like that. This is The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. It is the post-Monday celebration, one of the greatest days of the entire week. Now, I will warn you today... It may sound a little funky, may sound a little wonky. It is finally set in. I have been teetering for literally like three weeks now. And I think the cold has finally set in. And of course here in the Wichita area where I'm at, then of course the weather went from like 100 degrees down to like 75, 80 degrees last couple of days with storms, which is awesome, but probably didn't help that as well. So if I sound a little stuffy today, you're just gonna have to bear with me. But we, we pursue on, my friends. We continue to fight the good fight, because that's just what we do. Hey, welcome into The Voice of Reason, broadcasting live out of the heart of the nation here in our Wichita flagship radio station, all over the country on radio and TV, live streaming and podcasting. Doesn't matter where you're at, watching or listening, we appreciate you more than you can ever imagine. Coming up to the end of November, or uh, November, good golly, the end of June, I don't know if you're aware or not, that marks the halfway point for 2021. Can you imagine the year after opening, after COVID-19, we are halfway through the year already. We're just starting to get out and about. We're just starting to enjoy life again after the pandemic, and yet it's already halfway over. So just to put that into perspective for you, kind of crazy. Also, that means our newsletter is coming out at the end of the month in just a couple of days. If you want that, we'll have more information on that in just a little bit. You can find us all over our uh, live streaming, social media, Facebook Live, YouTube Live, Twitter, Twitch, LinkedIn. Also, on. am The website at Reason.com. We have our other social media with Instagram and with TikTok. Everything on there at Reason and the website at HoosierReason.com. We have such a jam-packed show today. I'm so excited. At the bottom, we have two guests that are going to be amazing because they're talking kind of sort of similar stuff, but not really. At the bottom of the hour, we're going to have John O'Connor. He is author of the book Postgate, How the Washington Post Betrayed, uh, Betrayed Deep Throat. Covered up Watergate and began today's partisan advocacy journalism. We're going to talk with him a little bit about the U.S. Supreme Court and what kind of decisions they've been making, plus some of the other current events. But I want to jump right into our guest that we have online right now because uh, we've been uh, I've been working with getting him on the show had a bit of a scheduling issue, but we got him on today, and it's been kind of big news because I think it's relevant right now, and I don't want it to just float and dissolve and dissipate into the wind like some of the other news stories do, uh, because we just live in this weird mindset where we have such a short attention span, we can't remember what the heck happened yesterday, and I'm not talking about Joe Biden here. <laughs> See? See? There we are. So I'm excited to have our guest on. He is the author of the book, Epstein, Dead Men, Dead Men Tell No Tales, which... I think is relatively relevant, as we saw another dead man just a few days ago and the big news with John McAfee. It's so weird to say that name, McAfee, because I I used to always call it McAfee. I I need my McAfee antivirus. Uh, But it's John McAfee. As you know, he died in the Barcelona prison just days ago, week ago, whatever it was. And now the question is, was it legitimate or is it Epstein 2.0? Excited to have on the program with us Dylan Howard. Dylan, how are you, my friend?
1: Good to be with you
0: again. Hey, it's good to talk to you. It's been a little bit. This is a weird story. For those that don't know the backstory, I want to get into that with John, uh, with you, and explain kind of John's uh, backstory leading up to what happened. But, I mean, it's such a weird situation where we hear rumors that he was warning if I get hit, they're talking about suicide, they're talking about this, that he's warning about it. Supposedly, he got a tattoo about it. And then just hours after saying he was going to be extradited back to the U.S., he commits suicide. Nothing seems to be making sense here. So the big question is is it a legitimate suicide because he didn't want to face his criminal charges? Or are we looking at another Epstein 2.0 here?
1: Well, there is evidence on both sides of the aisle to indicate one, that potentially there might be a conspiracy, and two, that it was indeed a suicide. A suicide uh, note was found inside his pocket. Then at the same time, we're told that. He had been complaining about the living conditions inside that Spanish jail. Um, and then it, uh, simultaneously, his, his wife or estranged wife has said that he'd never been in a happier mood. So all of this put together becomes a, a, a fondue of controversy, if you like, and one which has spawned many theories, such as he had information on the federal government which was included in the Miami high rise that collapsed and other things like that. Now, it's important to say at this point, these are just conspiracy theories, and that there, there is no empirical evidence to suggest that there is indeed any truth behind much of this scuttlebutt.
0: Sure. And that's what we have to keep in mind here, but it's just weird with some of the red flags, as you mentioned. And of course, conspiracy theories love to run with some of this. Let's go back and talk about his history. All I know him for, which I didn't even put two and two together until I actually saw the story, but uh, with the antivirus pioneer creating antivirus for many computers, all I know is the rumor had it was that he was doing some cryptocurrency trading, didn't pay taxes on it on millions of dollars worth, and he was out and about around the world fleeing the U.S. government when he got caught and ended up going to prison in Barcelona because he was going to be come back and facing charges for tax evasion. Is that the whole story? Because there's other rumors as well about him potentially having uh, dirt on elected officials and on the Clintons, and we all know how that goes with the Clinton Foundation, with <laughs> with the Clintons there. Uh, so is it true that he had dirt on these, or was that just part of him hyping up himself because I mean, he, he, always, he loved it?
1: He always, he was, he was the king of hyperbole, um, and someone who was a self-made millionaire, who then turned into a very controversial kook-like figure whom um, moved to Belize at one point in an attempt to create new medications. There he was accused of killing someone um, oh and avoiding extradition, uh, not being charged and paying off police officers. Then you had the cryptocurrency scandal, where it is said that he evaded more than 4.5 million dollars of taxes. In which you correctly pointed out. The government sought and was successful in obtaining extradition for him to return to the United States. He's lived a long and controversial life of sex, drugs, and controversies. Mm -hmm. Um, Whether or not that amounts to something nefarious in his death, or just that he rode very close to the wind, remains to be seen.
0: He is the it sounds like he's really the epitome of what conspiracy theorists love because he lived on the edge like that he was a rebel to some degree he did a lot of controversial things and he talked about a lot of controversial issues that I think really put him on the pedestal for conspiracy theorists so this is one of those where it's going to be dangling uh, hanging in the balance for a long time and we're just going to have a lot of people speculating here aren't we
1: And he also embodied the the conspiracy theories himself and would frequently view uh those theories unfounded online Mm -hmm. um he was a mysterious figure i only ever encountered him once and it was at a restaurant in new york city and there was a group of five or six people and let's just say the five or six people were foreigners and they didn't look like traditional businessmen and it was enough to raise a little bit of a spidey sense in knowing who at the time when he was actually running for president. He was running in the 2016 election. Um, A man who really um, uh, belies uh, belief in many ways, lived a very controversial life, and one that in death there will be more questions than answers.
0: What a crazy time. We're talking with Dylan Howard, author of the book Epstein, Dead Men Tell No Tales. You can find that on Amazon. You can also follow him on his social media, on Facebook and Twitter as well. Let's talk about the scenario of him being extradited back here to the United States. Obviously, being in Barcelona, it was I've seen some of the pictures wasn't the best-looking prisons in any way, shape, or form. But as you mentioned, like there were the accounts of him being happy. He, quote-unquote, had friends. He was happier than he had been, according to his estranged wife. Uh, But to me, the weirdest part of the story is him committing suicide shortly after being extradited or having the courts approve him being extradited back to the United States, where you would think being a multimillionaire like that coming back to the U.S., he would get a very cushy federal prison sentence or even be able to pay off to be able to do it uh, from home or something that would be in much better living conditions than Barcelona in some weird looking, really run down prison. To me, that doesn't make any sense why he would be so refusing to want to come back to the U.S. that he would kill himself as opposed to come back, pay the debts, you know, make a big payment to the government, you know, pay himself off, do house arrest and live his life all happy. It doesn't make any sense to me.
1: Well, it begs the question, was he hiding other things in his closet? Mm. And if he was indeed hiding other things in his closet, once back on American soil, he could face additional charges. Just like in the Jeffrey Epstein scenario, when Ghislaine Maxwell was first arrested on uh, sex trafficking charges, additional charges were further applied to uh, the crimes that she was alleged to have committed. So um, if McAfee believed that returning to America could expose him even further and the potential could be that he would serve life in prison or never see the light of day again, then of course, suicide looms as a way out of the problem.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. Real quickly, too, uh, just kind of an off topic, you mentioned Maxwell. I haven't heard much on that court case. The last I had heard, they were trying to make a deal for her to talk about certain things. Uh, Have you heard the latest? What's the latest with her story right now with her court case?
1: Like any situation like that, the the, uh, Federal Department of Justice will be putting increasing pressure on her to try and talk and talk about others that might have been involved in the Epstein and uh, Maxwell sex trafficking ring. Um, My sources tell me that she's steadfast, that she won't talk. It also belies the fact that the federal government would obtain or glean information perhaps about Prince Andrew or indeed Bill Clinton and then use it to prosecute those individuals. Mm. I think we would have uh, an unprecedented constitutional crisis on both accounts if she was to testify that they had any knowledge of this. So I think Ghislaine Maxwell is hoping that she can rely upon the immunity agreement that was struck as part of Epstein's sweetheart plea deal in Florida that also afforded... um, his aiders and abettors are uh, a form of immunity. Now, the government disbelieves that. It says that that in- immunity only relied upon the jurisdiction of Florida, but, of course, uh, Maxwell believes and her lawyers believe that it, it extends so further to other jurisdictions around the country.
0: Wow. That that was going to be my next question is, are we going to see any type of indictment of any other big elected official? But you're right. I mean, if it is conspiracy, whatever, if it is so tied in with so many people of higher power that was involved with this whole thing, or at least aware of it, that could really shake up the entire system right at its core. And they're going to do everything they can to make sure that doesn't actually happened. We got just about a minute left here, but talk about it real quickly with this John McAfee story. Where are we going to see this is there, is there going to be an investigation? Is it pretty much a sealed case right now and just left to the conspiracy theorists? Where are we with this?
1: His wife has asked for a full autopsy just like the Jeffrey Epstein scenario when the family had their own independent uh pathologist conduct an examination of his body. I think you'll find that we will have that. I think the conspiracy theories will continue and people like me will start to dig into the case to see whether or not there is indeed anything nefarious. But at this stage, all we can say is that the rumours are flying thick and fast with very little evidence to support it, but nevertheless... careful when you look down a rabbit hole for one for what you might find
0: (laughs) yeah well and you do a great job with it with your book epstein dead men tell no tales it's dylan howard you can find him on social media also find his book on amazon and other places as well dylan it's good to talk to you again my friend it's been too long let's do this again real soon
1: you got it welcome anytime
0: hey appreciate that very much we'll take a break lots to get to here for a post monday celebration we'll trek through we'll trek through this cold ain't gonna stop me baby may sound ridiculous, but we're going to make it happen right here in The Voice of Reason for a post-Monday celebration. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. fun facts of the month, and learn new ways to defend and preserve this great republic. It's all there at whosyourreason.com. Again, whosyourreason.com. Go check it out. Why? Helping you defend and preserve this great republic. You're listening to the Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program. Twenty four minutes past the hour. Radio, TV, live streaming, and podcasting. Doesn't matter where you're watching or listening. We appreciate you so much. Your Millennial General doing what we do each and every day here on the show. Thanks again to Dylan Howard coming on the program. This is what we, that's, see, that's journalism. Looking into the investigations, looking into the quote-unquote conspiracies, and he didn't say either, Yeah, oh yeah, totally true, like suicide not a big conspiracy or he didn't say the conspiracies are real and he really didn't do it I mean he's just taking a journalistic approach of we're going to investigate this we're going to see the autopsy we're going to see what's going on we're going to see what happened like according to them they found a suicide note in his pocket but yet his his strange wife said that that just didn't make any sense so it's weird I don't quite understand it no one really understands it and the conspiracy theorists can run with it and others can uh, look the other way I like to entertain them and entertain all the ideas there are some things that don't make sense to me, but again, we don't know the whole story. So that's what we do in this program, trying to at least get as much information out so you can make your own decision on that one. I still think it's a little fishy, but I love the fact that we have journalists uh, that are trying to do the right thing. The problem is they don't get the media attention as the other ones that actually don't do the investigative journalism, because uh, when they do it, they're just, oh, yeah, everything's fine. These aren't the droid you're looking for. We don't want you to look at this. We don't want you to look in this direction. We don't want you to look in any deeper. Just take it at face value and go about your day. Hey, masks, don't worry about it. Vaccines, uh, nothing to worry about here. COVID, it's super dangerous, going to kill you if you get it. It's a crazy time. I did get a message, by the way, on social media about, Andy, your cold's actually the Delta variant of the COVID-19 vaccine. If that were the case, I wouldn't be sneezing. Just throwing it out there because apparently that's not a symptom of COVID. The runny nose, sore throat, headache. I had a headache, what, Friday last week, I think. Uh, but I'm all I'm all right. Trust me, doing okay. Just a little stuffy. That's all it is. I feel just fine outside. Of, and if it is COVID, then guess what? I'm surviving without a vaccine. <laughs> So take that, Dr. Anthony Fauci and local health officials all over the nation. I can still do a radio show even while I have COVID. Not that I have COVID. That's just speculation. Allegedly is what we like to say. Uh, Real quickly, before we shift into gears for the U.S. Supreme Court, there are some things that I want to tease to you that we're going to talk about after our next guest. We may try to throw them in during our uh, next guest as well a little bit. This one, according to Yahoo News, is that this is an ongoing trend other places – and really kind of, sort of, in the nation here, but it's taking it to other levels. Is it good? Is it bad? Kind of an, uh, an interesting conversation. But Mexico, their top court and Mexico is now completely decriminalized uh, recreational marijuana use, which a lot of states around the U.S. are doing already as well. So you're seeing a trend just overall of society really beginning to accept that type of thing, agree or disagree with it. That's really the the way that things are going. And uh, we can have conversation on that at a different topical time later. But at the same time, we have Clarence Thomas, style conservative on the Supreme Court, that says that federal laws against marijuana may longer may no longer be necessary, which is causing more conversation to be had here in the nation. So our courts are looking at this at the same time Mexico's courts have looked at this. Here's the tricky part that takes it to another level. According to the San Francisco local CBS News, In the San Francisco area, California and certain areas within California are now looking at also decriminalizing psychedelics in California as well. Now, they've talked about this for a while and they're not talking about necessarily just like, oh, you know, doing it for limited purpose or whatever. I mean, they're looking at really. Just about everything between uh, psychedelic drugs of like mushrooms to DMT to a lot of things that you could do. It, it just really take you to a whole nother level and actually just decriminalizing them completely. Good or bad for society? Kind of an interesting topic. So I want to talk about that when we come back in a little bit. But John O'Connor, he'll be joining us author a Postgate. When we come back, we'll talk about the Supreme Court conservatism on the supreme court i thought we kind of sort of had it donald trump's been working really hard to get new people on the supreme court as justices what the heck's going on with some of the decisions that they made on obamacare and more plus with some of this where are we going in society what type of evolution quote unquote are we turning into what are we seeing changed in society overall we'll talk about all that and more coming up until then bottom of the hour news right here all over the country radio tv live streaming it's the voice reason for a post monday celebration stay here
1: The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier.
0: Hey, it's Andy Hoosier. While you listen to the delightful broadcast of The Voice of Reason, don't forget to check us out and follow us on all of our social media sites. Whether you're using Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Minds.com, or Instagram, When Reason Meets Radio, you're listening to The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Welcome back into the program, radio, TV, live streaming and podcasting, wherever you may be watching or listening. Hey, a reminder for you, the newsletter will be out in just a couple of days. It's hard to believe June is at its tail end already. We are officially halfway through 2021. Can you imagine that? I know, I know. We're just starting to get into the fun times of life where we get to uh, go out and enjoy and do some camping, the pent-up energy after COVID from the last year. We get to go do stuff and actually have fun again, and it's already halfway over, so get ready. But if you have not signed up yet, we do it at the end of every month. Uh, It should come out, I want to say, on Thursday, the 1st. We should have... Our newsletter come out for the voice of reason, become a holic Just go to the website at Hoosierreason.com. That's H-O-O-S-E-R reason.com. It pops up, says, do you want to become a Hoosierholic? You say, yes, I do. And you sign up totally free. We won't spam you all the time. We'll send you a welcoming email. Then we'll send you a the uh, monthly newsletter at the beginning of each month talking about the holidays of the month. We have our monthly blog on there. We'll talk about the Hoosier Media Network, what we're doing with the other podcasting programs that we produce, all the great stuff, plus the growingness of this show and what we're doing each and every month. So we appreciate that. We get new people signing up every single month. So thank you for that. We appreciate it very, very much. Just go to HoosierReason.com and sign up, become a Hoosier Holic, and get our monthly newsletter that'll be out in just a couple of days. All right, uh, we teased it a little bit. Let's get right into what's trending for the day. What's trending today? What's trending today is right now I have a massive amount of cold medicine running through my system keeping me me going. So we are doing it because you know what? The fight never ends. I don't care about no cold or Delta variant of COVID-19, whatever you may be. We don't know, but we'll continue it on. Uh, excited for our next guest. He is author of Postgate: How the Washington Post Betrayed Deep Throat, Covered Up Watergate, and Began Today's Partisan Advocacy Journalism. We've had him on the show many times before. We're excited to have back on the program, Mr. John O'Connor. John, how are you, my friend?
2: Hey, just great, Andy. How you doing?
0: I am living the dream. It's good to talk to you again. It's been uh, it's been a while since we've had you on here. You cover this stuff a lot, and there is a lot I want to talk about because there are a lot of weird current events going on right now. But the media loving the supreme court right now because oh all of trump's nominees voted against to uphold obamacare and look at that the republicans the conservative supreme court that what they were supposed to have is upholding the democrat policies that's really what's going on here
2: well not really it's called the rule of law uh, the if a conservative court which says we're going to call balls and strikes and we're going to uphold laws even if they're silly and stupid um They did exactly that. They did what they should do. Uh, The real challenge to Obamacare, which should have been granted, was stifled on political grounds because Patrick Lay, Senator from Vermont, and President Barack Obama, intimidated the heck out of John Roberts. And John Roberts wants to go to cocktail parties with his wife and Mm -hmm. be patted on the back. So he basically, you know, essentially changed his principled view. You know, called it a called the uh, imposition of tax and and upheld the law. Once that happened, that was the end of a challenge to Obamacare. Uh, even this one, when they upheld the law just recently, the problem was Trump had made sure that no one had to pay a cent under, uh, you know, the mandate. Okay, he he really cut that down to zero, which he had the right to do, and because of that, <laughs> the the court said. Yeah, I understand you, the plaintiffs are here, you're seeking relief, but remember this, you haven't been hurt, you haven't had to pay a a penny, you have not alleged that you had to pay a penny under this, so there's no standing, so that's the end of it. So it was really an appropriate way of ending it, Uh, it was one they probably had relief that they were ending because it, it's very unseemly to overturn a precedent, even though it's a ridiculous pres- precedent be- from before. Yeah. Uh, but ironically enough, t- hunt by hunt or by uh, Trump dismantling uh, the teeth of the mandate by saying it's zero dollars you had to pay, he should have said one cent. <laughs> then, the, then, then people could have come in and complained about paying a penny. Sure. But my point is here is the bigger point is. Republicans don't act like Democrats. This is not symmetric warfare. One side is playing by Marcus of Queensberry, Enlightenment rules. The other, it's it's street fights, and anything goes. There's no such thing as rules. So when you have uh, the progressives on the court, starting with Judge Earl Warren, you just say, okay, this is the way we want things to be. We'll legislate a bunch of rights because they're really pretty nifty, and we'll just create some rights. Republicans, the conservative, if you're a conservative jurist, and and Earl Warren was a Republican, by the way, if you're a conservative person and a conservative jurist, you don't just willy-nilly throw laws out or create new rights. So, uh, you know, that's the world we live in as being what I would say conservative. I call myself a conservative, but really most of us are sort of like modern uh, classical liberals. We belong, believe in free speech, free contract, free exercise of religion, Yes, that's conservative today. So those two things meet, the classical liberal and the classical conservative meet. Sure. But that's who gets uh the bad end of the stick because that end those people are our, our side believes in the rule of law. So that's the way it is, we got to live with it.
0: Well, what's unfortunate is that we need to remember when we take things to the Supreme Court, they're not looking at a at the case overall as Obamacare Should Obamacare be there? Should Obamacare not be there with the, the mandate? Because I believe that Obamacare as a whole, I truly believe, is still unconstitutional because I don't think you can claim taking a sixth of the U.S. economy under the Commerce Clause and taking over the industry with health care. That's not what they were looking at with this case. What they were looking at is specifically the case that is being presented saying that it's falling because, as you mentioned, because the individual mandate was gone, therefore the rest of it must crumble. That specific part of it is what they ruled on, not the entire overviewing of Obamacare as a whole entity, correct? Because we kind of get to – we kind of generalize Supreme Court cases of, oh, they're looking at Roe v. Wade. The entire Roe v. Wade thing's going to be abolished or not or Obamacare, we're looking at Obamacare, the entire Obamacare is going to be abolished or not. That's not what the court case was about, so that's not the standard that we should try to uphold when we look at these cases.
2: Well, that's right. And on the other side has given us the notion that that's what judges are supposed to do. Gee, we like this. Yeah. It's, gosh, it's liberal or progressive. We're going to uphold it. If right. it's conservative, we're going to overturn it. No, that's not what justices should do. That's not rule of law. That's political uh, posturing. That's a uh, political outcome. Uh, determinative um, uh, judgment, and and it isn't right. So that's why, uh, as I say, it's not symmetric warfare, but I think it's a good thing, and I think it's probably just fine that we quiet everything down for the time being and uh, really look at things as they should
0: be looked at. Well, that was going to be my next question, is what do we do from now with Obamacare? Do we let it lay and just let it be and try another issues? Do we try it from a different angle? I mean, what do you think conservatives are going to do compared to what should we do with this issue
2: well I do think uh, with I, I do think the, the Congress is going to be controlled by um, by Republicans come 2022 and my first instinct is that we should try a so-called skinny repeal of Obamacare and then try to create something uh, more effective and more uh incentivized correctly. We want to have incentives aligned for all of us mm-hmm. so that poor people can get some help, but people are not incentivized to cheat on the system. But that won't happen, I don't think, even if the Republicans take over the the House. You've still got Biden in, in office, and even if the Senate uh, is goes to the Republicans, it won't be filibuster-proof. So really right now i think it's at a standstill it's a silly law it kind of looks worse and worse as every day goes by it really and and the whole line notion of affordable care is a joke anytime <laughs> as orwell said if you say it's affordable care it means it's not affordable yeah so that's the, that's the whole idea well, and anytime
0: uh, you get government involved with it then it becomes an ineffective program anyways
2: that's right. That's right, and that's the that's the other uh, notion. Uh, you know, government just doesn't do anything well. Yeah. Uh, you know, can you imagine government running any of these businesses? Can you imagine uh, the government trying to run? Well, how about a good one? How about if they tried to run a post office? How good would they be doing <laughs> running a post office? Oh, maybe you know. Oh, I can't believe a private uh, enterprise like let's I'll just make up something called we'll call it FedEx could do a better job. No, yeah. that can't happen. Yeah,
0: it never happened. Yeah, no. we, even when Obama admits it while he's on the campaign trail. Yeah.
2: Well, you know, that's the funny thing about it is if you listen to what some of these folks say, John Kerry specifically says, yeah, if we pass the Paris Climate Accords, of course, it won't change anything. Of course. So what we, oh, I get it, John. We're supposed to strangle ourselves and to the tune of trillions and trillions of dollars, become less competitive than China and India, which have no uh, barriers under Paris. Oh, but let's let's uh, pass Paris anyway, because it's a good idea. Yeah. Sometimes these ideas are just silly and you just wonder how anybody thinks they can work obamacare was doomed anybody with any knowledge of the health care industry would say it's doomed as a matter of fact the real progressives said oh we like this bill because it's so terrible that pretty soon we're going to have to turn to single payer right. and those they thought it was a terrible bill too yeah so they're uh, kind of their know,
0: stepping stone to what they want to get to
2: yeah that's right that's right and then have it all you know go to go to bits and pieces and then, you know, now, and so to a certain extent, Andy, we have a sort of a Peggy Lee singing, is that all there is? We now get to New York and we have Trump Organization, the the, the DA has already said Trump's not going to be charged, uh, the Trump Organization might. And once again, it's just petty, silly stuff. Okay, a couple executives charged, uh, you know, did tuition through the Trump Organization and probably yeah. didn't pay taxes okay so they, they fudged on their taxes it got, guess what this may surprise people other people have cheated on their taxes yeah, I, I don't, don't know con- if you know that yeah what a concept
0: huh what a concept john we got to take a break here can you stick over one more segment with us sure awesome. absolutely john o'connor author of postgate there's a lot more i want to get to when we come back i want to talk about the potential expanding of the supreme court is it going to happen plus some of the other cases they've been looking at over the last few weeks as well. Lots more as we wrap up today for a post-Monday here on The Voice of Reason. Stay here. The Voice of Reason with Andy Hoosier. Hey, it's Andy Hoosier with The Voice of Reason. Fighting for conservative principles seems more difficult all the time. information at hoosierreason.com you're listening to the voice of reason with andy hoosier wrapping up the program today just a few minutes left here on the voice of reason radio and tv live streaming podcasting trying to cram that 10 pounds of reason into that five pound bag trying to rebrand the millennial generation one radio listener at a time having more cold medicine flow through my veins than vitamins through joe biden (laughs) yeah see there we are Excited to chat with uh, John O'Connor, author of Postgate on the program, as we continue on with the Supreme Court and what they've been doing lately. Let's talk about the Supreme Court for just a second in the sense of the potential expansion. We've heard the rumor that if Democrats took control of the Senate and had the presidency, they were going to expand the Supreme Court because, I mean, obviously Donald Trump had nominees on there, and that was bad. We can't have a conservative, quote-unquote, Supreme Court. We need to expand the Supreme Court to get more justices on there so that way can stay progressive forever. Is that still a concern? Is that something we need to be aware of that they're working on right now, or is that pretty much dead?
2: Well, I think it's a concern. We should keep in mind the concern both as to that and to H.R. 1, which is going to try to overhaul all our voting laws and make them just so liberal that anybody can drop in from any country and, uh, or dead or alive and uh, vote. Uh, and maybe several times, and have vote harvesters. So uh, there are all these things that we should be afraid of, and one of them is packing the court. But I will say this: if I had to name a saint, I'm a Roman Catholic, and uh, you know maybe don't go every Sunday, but I still have the ability to nominate saints, and I would nominate Joe Manchin right now, and uh, also Kristen Sinema, mm. uh, because they're going to not get rid of the uh, uh, the uh, 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 I'm sorry the uh,
0: the filibuster,
2: the filibuster. And the, yeah. The filibuster, yes, and get not get rid of the filibuster, and that's the key to that, uh, because I think the people in the United States would not go for it to be immensely unpopular. Number one, and to push through something like that, it just be unseemly. After all of these fights, where, gosh, it's really important, and I think it is really important. Who's going to be the tie breaking vote on the Supreme Court? It's part of elections. Then what happens is somebody comes in and says, "Oh well, we lost the election." when we could have nominated three Supreme Court justices. But now that we lost, let's just do an end around and create some new vacancies. It just doesn't quite seem right. It's not American fair play. They lost. And the whole idea is just wait for the next vacancy. So I don't think people will go for it. I think it's one of these 70-30 propositions, but I don't think it's going to be passed anyway. And one of the things, and I hate to say this because this also happened when Roosevelt tried to pack the court. When Roosevelt tried to pack the court, Franklin Dean, around 36, because the justices were hostile to the New Deal, it did have the effect of making them a little looser on approving some of his statutes. They didn't. He didn't pack the court, but they were a little nicer to him. And I suspect that if there is an effect here, you're going to take jurists that are conservative by their very nature anyway, and therefore do not easily overturn things or grant new rights. Uh, I think it's going to make them ever more conservative. You've seen it in the recent decisions. They're very sort of calling balls and strikes, very low key. So I don't think there's going to be, given the fact that there's been no decision that the liberals can say, oh, this is outrageous, Uh, you know, probably nothing's going to happen. And if Biden didn't do it already, he's probably lost his mojo on this one. Um, I do not think, Andy, that they're going to overturn Roe v. Wade in this next session. Uh, In in, uh, the next case, they decide on it. Um, I suspect they're going to use this thing as an opportunity to sort of set some guidelines. Um, I think uh, people like uh, Kavanaugh and Gorsuch have talked about, yes, you can overturn a, con- a precedent that's wrong, but it's not just snapping your fingers and saying it was wrong. There has to be more than that, and there's a, a whole law of overturning precedent that you have to meet. And so, given that, and given their conservative, uh, by-the-book inclinations, it's one thing to chip away at some of the expansions of Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade has been expanded tremendously such that when the justices wrote it, you know, the last three months of pregnancy, the state pretty much had the ability to outlaw abortions altogether. Sure. You know, but then for the health of the mother, then what happens is a lot of people say, you know, I'm getting depressed or I have the sniffles and then a the doctor will say, I think an abortion is needed. So I think they can uh, uh, cut back a bit on Roe v. Wade and make it something that probably most of the country will accept actually
0: well it's going to be an ongoing process as you mentioned what we need to stay on top of these things because a lot of big changes could be happening as we continue to fight in the legal system that i believe has way too much power compared to what they should have originally when we created this john o'connor postgate is the book postgate is where you can find his information along with his podcast as well john it's good to talk to you again my friend let's get you back on the show again soon
2: andy love it take care of
0: yourself you as well my friend always good to talk to you we'll get you back on here again real soon until then that is for us today podcast going up in a little bit make sure to be your own voice of reason this is the voice reason i'm andy hoosier everyone have a wonderful tuesday afternoon Plus, you can directly send us a message on social media during the show to let me know your thoughts. Many already do, and it's a great chat room for all of our great listeners.